0: Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, I'm about to read a chapter that has to do with the rape of one of Jacob's children. Her name is Dinah, and she is the daughter of Jacob and Leah. Now, at first glance, if you read this chapter, it may not be significant to you um, why this particular story is in the Bible. Well, it's very significant for a couple of reasons, not the least of which, Dinah had two brothers named Simeon and Levi. Simeon and Levi were the second and third born children of Jacob. And so there is one who was born before them. His name is Reuben. And so according to the customs of the day, Reuben, as the firstborn son, would have received a greater blessing than the second born son or any of the other sons. And so if Reuben defaulted or something happened to Reuben, it would go to the next in the birth order and so forth. So we just finished reading about Jacob and Esau and Jacob ended up with the blessing of the firstborn, which was a huge spiritual blessing. And so in ancient times and patriarchal times, the blessing of the firstborn was something to be desired, something to be sought after, and it contained promises of God. Well, in the case of Jacob, his firstborn was Reuben. Reuben, in the next chapter that we read, not the one we're reading today, but chapter 35, Reuben is going to lose his birthright. So as the firstborn, he loses his position of inheritance. Next, it would have gone to Simeon. Simeon and Levi, who is the third in line, are going to lose their right to the birth order today, by the way that the rape of their sister is handled. In other words, by their behavior, these three sons of Jacob are going to be affected forever, as are their descendants. And so this chapter, although it's a horrific story about the rape of a young girl and how it was handled and what, what went on, of course, God was concerned about Dinah, and it's in the Bible for that reason as well. But the implications, because of her brothers, Simeon and Levi, are still with us to this very day. Now, I want to read this chapter. It's Genesis chapter 34. Now Dinah, the daughter of Leah, that she had born to Jacob, went out to visit the women of the land. When Shechem, son of Hamor the Hivite, the ruler of that area, saw her, he took her and he raped her. His heart was drawn to Dinah, daughter of Jacob. He loved the young woman and spoke tenderly to her. And Shechem said to his father Hamor, Get this girl as my wife. When Jacob heard that his daughter Dinah had been defiled, his sons were in the fields with his livestock, so he did nothing about it until they came home. Then Shechem's father Hamor went out to talk with Jacob. Meanwhile, Jacob's sons had come in from the fields as soon as they heard what had happened. They were shocked and furious because Shechem had done an outrageous thing in Israel by sleeping with Jacob's daughter, a thing that should not have been done. But Hamor said to them, My son Shechem has his heart set on your daughter. Please give her to him as his wife. Intermarry with us. Give us your daughters and take our daughters for yourselves. You can settle among us. The land is open to you. Live in it, trade in it, and acquire property in it. Then Shechem said to Dinah's father and brothers, Let me find favor in your eyes, and I will give you whatever you ask. Make the price for the bride and the gift I am to bring as great as you like, and I'll pay whatever you ask me. Only give me the young woman as my wife. Because their sister Dinah had been defiled, Jacob's sons replied deceitfully as they spoke to Shechem and his father Hamor. They said to them, We can't do such a thing. We can't give our sister to a man who is not circumcised. That would be a disgrace to us. We will enter into an agreement with you on one condition only, that you become like us by circumcising all of your males. Then we will give you our daughters and take your daughters for ourselves. We'll settle among you and become one people with you. But if you will not agree to be circumcised, we'll take our sister and go. Their proposal seemed good to Hamor and his son Shechem. The young man, who was the most honored of all his father's family, lost no time in doing what they said, because he was delighted with Jacob's daughter. So Hamor and his son Shechem went to the gate of their city to speak to the men of their city. These men are friendly toward us, they said. Let them live in our land and trade in it. The land has plenty of room for them. We can marry their daughters and they can marry ours. But the men will agree to live with us, as one people only, on the condition that our males be circumcised, as they themselves are. Won't their livestock, their property, and all of their animals become ours? So let us agree to their terms, and they will settle among us. All of the men who went out of the city gate agreed with Hamor and his son Shechem, and every man in the city was circumcised. Three days later, while all of them were still in pain, Two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, took their swords and attacked the unsuspecting city, killing every male. They put Hamor and his son Shechem to the sword, and took Dinah from Shechem's house and left. The sons of Jacob came upon the dead bodies and looted the city where their sister had been defiled. They seized their flocks and herds, and donkeys and everything else of theirs in the city, and out in the fields. They carried off all their wealth and all their women and children, taking as plunder everything in the houses. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have brought trouble on me by making me obnoxious to the Canaanites and the Perizzites, the people living in this land. We are few in number, and if they join forces against me and attack me, I and my household will be destroyed. But they replied, Should he have treated our sister like a prostitute? Now, friends, this is a difficult chapter culturally because it appears that Jacob agreed to this marriage, even though the young man uh, Shechem had raped the daughter of Leah and Jacob. So culturally, we don't understand exactly what took place. I mean, the word rape is not a good term, no matter how you twist it, no matter how you translate it, how you interpret it. But whatever the case, Jacob said yes to Hamor the father and a truce was proposed. Jacob's word was law for the family. But these two brothers of Dinah, Simeon and Levi, decided, no, this won't stand. So Leah and Jacob, the mother and father, agreed to the marriage. And apparently the marriage went forth because Dinah moved in with the young man. She was actually living in his house. And so the two brothers, Simeon and Levi, deceived the men of the city and said they all had to be circumcised. And while they were recovering from the pain of the circumcision, these two men, Simeon and Levi, came in and attacked them and destroyed all the men. I'll just read from 3425. Three days later, while all of them were still in pain, two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, took their swords and attacked the unsuspecting city, killing every male. They put Hamor and his son Shechem to the sword and took Dinah from Shechem's house and left. So note that she's living in Shechem's house. The marriage was was a done deal. So the sons of Jacob came upon the city, the other sons, and they looted the city. They seized all the flocks and herds and everything in the city, and they carried off all the wealth. They carried off all the women and the children. They took everything as plunder. But Jacob was not happy about all of this. In verse 30, we read, Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, you have brought trouble on me by making me obnoxious to the Canaanites and Perizzites, the people living in this land. We are few in number, and if they join forces against me and attack me, I and my household will be destroyed. But they replied, should he have treated our sister like a prostitute? And of course, the the man had misbehaved and attack their sister, but that's not what is in view here. What's in view is Jacob made a deal, and Jacob's word was law, and Simeon and Levi broke the word, broke the law of their father, transgressed against his leadership, and took matters into their own hands. They didn't like the way Jacob had handled it. Now, in this chapter is not apparent, but by the time we get to Jacob's life, this thing had drawn a division between Simeon and Levi and Jacob. To such a degree, he mentions it in Genesis 49. We'll talk about that more later. But I mentioned before I started the chapter today, the birth order was very important. And so Simeon was number two and Levi was number three. But they had an older brother who was the firstborn. If the older brother defaulted, it would have fallen to Simeon and then to Levi. But the way things worked out, they all ended up losing their birthright in the birth order and It fell to yet another son, and that fourth son is Judah. We'll talk more about that as we go forward. But Lord, we acknowledge that rape is a horrific thing. We acknowledge that rape is a sin. It is something that is not to be tolerated or understood in any culture. It was horrific at that time. It's horrific in our time. Lord, we pray now for the victims who have been raped. Perhaps someone is listening to this broadcast right now that has been raped. Lord, we pray for healing for those who have been raped or sexually mistreated in any way. Lord, we pray for their vindication in your eyes. Lord, we're not trying to take the culture of 4,000 years ago and apply it to the culture now. But we don't understand all of the nuances of this where it seems to us that Simeon and Levi were well within their rights to go and kill this man who had perpetrated the rape and the rest of these men that were his fellow countrymen. But, Lord, we don't judge by the seeing of the eye or the hearing of the ear. We judge things that are in the Spirit by your Holy Spirit. And, Lord, for you, the main issue of this was the word of Jacob was broken. The leadership of Jacob was not taken to heart by Simeon and Levi. So, Lord, help us to understand what you're speaking to us in our generation. We do pray for those who've been mistreated but we also pray for understanding from the Spirit of the living God. We pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app, and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.